If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. When people ask me about my story, what's that core message? And when you tell it, the audience like really feels that experience and that emotion and that allows them to want to buy into the bigger idea of what the story or the brand is about. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. It is no secret that in today's highly competitive business world, it's more important than ever for small businesses to stand out from the crowd and connect with their audiences on a deeper level. But how? Well, my guest today would argue, and I personally have to agree, that the answer is storytelling. Stories have the power to captivate, inspire, and influence people's emotions and actions, making them an invaluable tool for small business owners looking to build brand loyalty and drive sales. And my guest today, well, he is your go-to guy when you want your virtual or live presentations and copy to get clients and not just claps. As a certified speaking professional, he's been on the professional speaking circuit for over a decade, and he's advised the biggest names in the industry to speak and sell from both virtual and live stages. Most recently, he helped me and my team revamp our keynote presentation for our recent launch, and under his guidance, we more than doubled our revenue goals. I honestly couldn't think of a better person to help us craft compelling stories that resonate with our target market. So let's discover the secrets to successful storytelling with Colin Boyd. Before we dive into the episode, I know you are going to want to learn more from Colin. So if you are eager to learn his technique and system for conversion storytelling, head to jennacutcher.com slash story. That's jennacutcher.com slash story. But without further ado, let's dive on in. Colin, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. If you love Gold Digger, then you'll love the Side Hustle Pro podcast hosted by Nikayla Matthews Akome, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Side Hustle Pro showcases diverse entrepreneurs who have scaled from a humble side hustle to a full-blown profitable business. Every week, you'll learn actionable strategies to start small and get going wherever and whoever you are. In Nikayla's recent episode titled How to Make Content for Your Business in Less Than One Hour a Week, I learned so much about how to optimize recording sessions to get content done quicker, as well as new content creation tech and tools. You have to tune in. Listen to Side Hustle Pro wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have to tell everyone first how I came to know you, Colin, and the whirlwind story of ours, and then we can dive in. But what was really interesting is sometimes I feel like, especially on your entrepreneurial journey, you 
discover something or someone at the perfect time. And I feel like you entered my world at the perfect time because recently I was preparing for a launch and I was about to do my first live webinar in a very long time. Like I hadn't done a live webinar in a whole year. And all of a sudden I pull up my girl, my best friend, Amy Porterfield's podcast. And here she is talking to some guy about webinars. And I found myself on an airplane flying to a speaking engagement, listening to your podcast episode multiple times and taking notes to the point where I asked Amy, do you think Colin would talk to me? And you came into my life at the perfect time. We're going to talk more about that soon. But because we cut to the chase and got right down to business in our friendship, I want to know more about who you are, what makes you you and what your story has been. So first, welcome to the show. And let's dive on in. Yeah, thanks, Jenna. So uh, for me, it started about 14 years ago, I was a, I started out as a life coach. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of newly married. I'm living in this two bedroom apartment right next to the railway tracks. I've got this old brown desk that I found on the side of the road. It has two and a half legs and it's being held up by phone books. All right. Like I'm at that level of prosperity in my life. And I had this big desire to help people because I, I was learning life coaching. I was loving the philosophy, the methodology, Problem was, is there was no one around to help. Like I had no clients. I kind of had what I call half a client, which was when they turn up every now and again, pay you every now and again. But I remember in my mind, I'm like, this is not sustainable. Like I can't, I, I can't do this long term. And what happened was I'm sitting at my desk and I got this call on my landline at the time, which I'd wired all the way in from the kitchen into another room, right? <laughs> and, uh, and was my buddy. And he said, hey, I've got a speaking engagement coming up that I can't do. Would you like to do it? Now, I'd never spoken before other than at college or at school, you know, or at or youth group. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. And I remember coming into that evening, I was so nervous, like absolutely petrified. I remember my wife used to give me like pep talks every single morning. We would walk around the neighborhood and she'd like pep talk me of like, everything's going to be all right, Colin. You're going to make it through, like all this sort of stuff. And that evening, it was literally a dark and stormy night. We're walking up the stairs and the event organizer, he runs to me. He's like, Colin, you wouldn't believe this. Biggest night we've ever had in the history of our events. We've got 137 people here live. In my mind, this is bad news because in my mind, I'm just thinking, great. There's just more people that I'm going to yeah. look stupid in front of, right? <laughs> so, so I do my presentation and at the end, I made an offer. And I didn't realize it, but the offer was an irresistible offer. And out of the 137 people, 127 of them gave me their personal details to follow up about the offer. And I followed as many people as I could up. I ended up signing like 12 to 15 full-time coaching clients. And then four days later, HP, there was a director from Hewlett Packard. They called me. They were sitting in the room and they asked me to come and speak at their next global training day, which ended up having five and a half thousand people. And I ended up working with HP for 10 years. I flew all around the world with them, spoke at their major conferences, spoke with all the big corporations around the world, especially Asia Pacific area. Now I'm based in the US, but was obviously in Australia. And what was crazy was, was that for me, all of this exploded from one speaking engagement. All of this exploded from speaking on stage. And when I think about it, I wasn't even that good, like right at the start. And then that obviously you know, catapulted into online stages and webinars, which, which you talked about as well. But for me, that's where my obsession around speaking and storytelling really started. And then, and then six years ago, we moved to the US and, and had the privilege of working with some pretty incredible people, including yourself. So that's kind of been the journey. Have you always been a good storyteller? Like, where is this rooted? Because I have to imagine that some of this is a natural gift and a lot of it is also probably learned. Yeah, for me, when I actually realized as an adult that I probably had some slight dyslexia growing up. And I remember many times struggling to read, struggling to comprehend. And I think I probably learned that maybe I need to get good at speaking rather than just reading all the time. And so I kind of like, I probably lent more towards trying to be a a good communicator with my language and the and the verbal word than the written word. So that was maybe something that like lent me towards it. 
I would say that I definitely do have a skill set around communicating, but this is what I know is that everyone that I've worked with, because you know I've worked with thousands of people around the world. And so I've obviously worked with people who would consider themselves terrible storytellers yeah. and people who are naturally good storytellers. But what I know is that there's definitely some tactics and principles which we can go through today that can elevate your ability to become a great storyteller. And if you don't follow those principles, even if you are naturally a good communicator, there's going to be so much missing in your stories anyway. So I think anyone can learn and grow that skill. Sure, there is some natural innate abilities in some people, but I think anyone can grow that. And when I think about it as an entrepreneur, learning how to tell your story and your audience's story is so crucial to your marketing and all those sort of things. So yeah, we'll unpack that. Yeah, let's talk about that because the one thing that I learned from you and I feel like I'm going to continue to learn from you is that fact that stories sell. And I think that for a lot of people, and I'm going to group myself into this bucket, we think, you know, I've told this story a million times or everyone knows this story. They're going to roll their eyes and move on or whatever. And I think a lot of times our stories lose their weight in our own lives And so we neglect them or forget about them or pass through them very quickly. But what I love about you is, is it's not just about being a good storyteller. You help connect that story to the sale. And I will bet that so many people listening to this podcast hate selling. If we asked anyone, don't you just love selling your thing? They would say, absolutely not. So walk me through what you believe about storytelling and how it relates to selling. And then we can dive into some of the specific tips and keys that people need to include. Mm. Well, there's kind of two buckets that we could focus on here. There's, There's the idea of selling and the idea of storytelling, and they definitely come together. So let's just start with selling in general. Yeah. Because if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're selling bracelets or you're selling on Etsy or you're selling coaching services or an online course, as an entrepreneur, if you don't learn how to sell, you won't be an entrepreneur for very long. Like you kind of have a very expensive hobby. <laughs> and and so learning how to sell is actually it's inevitable. Now, the good thing about it is that even if you feel really uncomfortable selling, if you make some mindset shifts, then you can actually feel really comfortable selling. And I think one of the biggest mindset shifts that people need to make is realizing that when you sell, the word sell, I don't even like the, the word selling. The reason why is because it feels like you're doing something to someone else. Like you're kind of pushing someone to do something. But for me, the idea of selling is actually about attracting the right person towards the offer. Like I think about, you know, like a MacBook computer. I just went into Mac and, you know, I just bought two computers, spent almost 10 grand on like two computers and no one sold me on anything. Like I walked in, I'm like, I want these computers. I want the top level of this. Like I'm like, it's like I'm the one demanding them to give me the product, right? Yeah. And when you think about it, that for me is like the most beautiful experience of selling from a company's perspective. Yeah. And so when I think about storytelling, when storytelling is done right, your story actually attracts the right type of audience towards your offer. And so what happens is the the audience ends up starting to ask to join your offer before it's even open. And some of people might call this like they might have a wait list or they might have something on there, right? And then you've got all these people who are waiting at the door, almost like a VIP line going, I want to get in. And if you view selling as more, this is how I define selling. Selling is creating a space of transformation for your audience. And so if I think about like your program around Pinterest, my program around speaking and selling, that offer, that offer for me is a space that I actually protect. I'm not trying to push anyone to get into it. I'm trying to get the right people into that program because if I know the right people come in, they're going to change their life. Like they're going to be like a completely different person from that experience. I think about your program. Like if they learn the Pinterest strategies and they get the traffic to their websites, they're going to have a completely different experience of not only their business, but their personal life, their marriage. They won't be arguing over money as much anymore or at all, right? Like all these experiences happen because someone made an offer or someone sold something. 
And so that's like the first shift I think we need to make. We need to see selling is actually a doorway to serving. And until you make that shift, being an entrepreneur is going to be extremely uncomfortable. But the good thing is that all of us can make that shift. I'm curious for you, Jenna, like how's that journey been for you with selling and so forth? Totally. So we're going to break down some of the tips that Colin gave me because I think it really transformed the way that I showed up, especially during my webinar, which is like being on stage, but online, right? A virtual stage. But I remember, you know, selling, it was like you could feel the energy change when it came time to pitch, right? You're teaching, you're sharing, you're engaging, you're excited. Oh, crap. Here comes the offer, right? Like your palms get sweaty, you get shaky. I would have these papers of scripts and I'd be trying to like flip them over, but like not have the sound be in the microphone. It was just this very visceral reaction. And it's fascinating because even when you reviewed my webinar for me, you were like, the pitch was amazing. Like it was great. And I said, that's because I am so confident in what I am selling that like I... I will shout it from the rooftops with pride because I want everyone to experience this freedom, right? And so it's interesting because I think that obviously your confidence grows with your experience, but when you have such deep conviction, it is not just heard, it's felt. Mm, That's so true because when people buy from you, they're not just buying a system, they're buying a feeling. Yeah, and when you, as the speaker, as the entrepreneur, carry that feeling into an offer, the audience genuinely senses it. Yeah. And I think that there's like a spectrum in learning how to feel confident in your offer. The first piece is actually going through the transformation yourself. And so it's like you've experienced something on a deep level from the content or from the ideas that you're selling, and you just feel excited about it, right? The second level is where you have got clarity on how that process actually occurred. Real clarity on these are the steps you need to follow to actually create that result. And the third level of certainty I see as where you've got enough social proof from other people to show that what you teach can be scaled or can be extrapolated into other people's lives. And so for me, those three levels is the journey of entrepreneurship and creating certainty in your offer. Yeah. So let me explain how Colin like stepped in and and helped me in this crucial period. One thing I will say is for anyone listening to this that ever does a launch or you're selling or you have a new promotion or a new product or a new offer, there is always that doubt period right before you're about to go to market, right? Is this crazy? Is anyone going to buy it? Is it going to work? I don't care how many years you're in business. There is still that moment where you second guess everything. And I always remind myself like, do not guess what you created with a sound mind. Because when you get into launch, you no longer have a sound mind. It's gone. And Colin came in and after listening to his interview with Amy, I was like, oh man, like he had so many different tips and strategies around storytelling. And I I said, you know, I love to teach. Like a lot of times I'll just pack my trainings or pack my presentations with so much content because I just want people to get results, right? And I realized in learning from him, like I'm doing a disservice by leaving the stories out. And a tendency that I often have is to skip through the story because in the past, we've all heard fluffy stories where it's like, cut the fluff, get to the point. But you helped teach that like stories create that relatability and that understanding and help people put themselves in the position that maybe you were in. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the mistakes that people make with their stories is that they think their story is about them. And so even your own personal story, and there's this angle that I call your story, which is a conversion story. You have a few types of stories. You have like signature stories that are stories that you'll tell to refer to different points, which is probably one of the stories that you told Jenna about being a mom and losing your time, which was such a powerful story. And then you've got a conversion story. And a conversion story is the story that links your offer to the story or links the audience and the offer to the story. So they all kind of come together. And so one of the mistakes that people make is that they forget or you forget how much the audience doesn't know your story. 
Yeah. And it's so fascinating because even that story I told at the start, Jenna, yeah. I reckon I've told that about 3,000 times. Yeah. Like, like no word of a lie. I've probably told that about 3,000 times. But when I tell it, I have to realize that the person listening to it, they've never heard it before. Yes. Many of them haven't heard it before. And even if they have heard it before, I want to relive it and re-experience it like as if it's happening for the first time. So that means bringing up those emotions, bringing up those feelings, like reliving that experience. And that is this whole idea of that when you present, when you tell a story, even if the story is about you, the story is for the audience. And when you tell it right, what happens is the audience actually puts themselves in your story. And so there are three questions, which you're probably kind of referring to. There are three questions that I always try to answer on every story. The first question is, are you like me? And so in your story, you have to explain this idea that you get them, you are like them. Because the problem is, is that they're seeing you as an elevated version on the stage. So maybe you're running a webinar or you're speaking at an event or you're doing a Facebook live, like you're the one teaching, right? And so because you're teaching, you actually have an innate authority and innate elevation because you're on a stage or you're presenting or you're the entrepreneur. And so what you need to do is you need to show, no, no, you're exactly like them. And you know the feelings they're experiencing. You know how difficult it is. You know how hard it can be. And you didn't get this like golden ticket. You actually know what it's like to struggle. And that's where we need to start with our stories. And so the first piece is really about connection. It's about vulnerability. It's about answering that question of, are you like me? The second piece is, can you lead me? Because I don't know about you, but I know for me, I've heard some people tell stories and they didn't kind of finish with any sort of like breakthrough or like revelation. And I'm like, like, you're still stuck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's a lot of drama. (laughs) Is there a resolution? (laughs) Is there any resolution? Like you even think about a good movie, right? If the movie doesn't have resolution, there isn't that bow at the end of it. You don't, you wouldn't tell people about it. You just kind of feel a bit icky when you finish. Yeah. Yeah. And so your story as well has to have that resolution. It has to have that credibility, that breakthrough, that experience of where you show the audience, you're not just like them, but you can lead them. Mm. And that's a cool angle as well in a story is like, you got to make sure you can show that, oh, okay, you can lead them. And the third secret source, which makes it a conversion story is, is you actually show that what you went through followed a specific path. And that specific path is your core premise or your core idea. And so if you can infuse your core premise or your core idea in your story and find those transformational moments, all of a sudden when you tell your story, it shows the audience that you are like them, that you can lead them. And even more than that, you've got this beautiful path that they can follow. Yeah, this was so eye-opening to me. And I think it's really encouraging. And every single person listening has a story like this within them, right? They have probably multiple stories within them. And I think it's also beautiful. You know, I went through the process of writing a book and it's a really beautiful process as a human being to really reflect on the path and what you've overcome and what got you there and how that can impact other people. I believe that deep down innately human beings want to leave their mark and they want to give purpose to maybe some of the pain they've been through. And I think that story is a way that we can really do that honor that and share that with the world. And I think one cool thing to do about this is sometimes asking the question of what is what you do about? Yeah. And so let's say you sell jewelry. Yeah. All right. Let's say you sell jewelry. Like jewelry is about like elevating the experience of who you are. Jewelry is about connecting with yourself and connecting with others. It's presenting your best self. Right. Like, so you might say, okay, jewelry, what story could I tell? Tell a story about a moment where you connected with yourself and how jewelry, like, and that the jewelry you create is an expression of who you are. Like, I even think about like that brand Pandora. Yeah. That has all the different jewels and gems and stuff. Yeah. And how they link those jewels and gems to moments in people's lives. Like, they've done a brilliant job. Of, of using like jewelry, right? Which is yeah. a very tactile kind of experience 
and they've built it into like into a story or you create your own story on the experience of the of the bracelet yeah and so it's so cool to think about like with your story your story is not just about telling the timeline of what you went through it's about thinking about what's that core message that i want to present when people ask me about my story what's that core message and when you tell it the audience like really feels that experience and that emotion and that allows them to want to buy into the bigger idea of yes. what the story or the brand is about. It's no secret that business owners are under a lot of pressure right now. We're pressured to get more leads, close deals faster, get better insights to create the best experience for customers and so much more. So how do we manage it all while still ensuring the best customer service? That's where HubSpot comes in. HubSpot is a customer relationship management tool that is easy to set up, intuitive to use, and customizable to the way that you do business. Drag and drop your way to attention-grabbing emails and landing pages, set up marketing automation to give every contact white glove treatment, plus AI-powered tools like Content Assistant mean less time spent on tedious manual tasks and more time for what matters most, your customers. HubSpot has all the tools you need to wow prospects, lock in deals, and improve customer service response times. Let HubSpot take the pressure off your shoulders and get started for free today at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. So I have ADHD. <laughs> And part of that is that oftentimes when we tell stories, we start at the end and then we go to the middle and then we go back to the beginning. And how can somebody work on becoming a better storyteller? I mean, I think we've all experienced that one person at the gathering or the social meetup that doesn't read social cues or you know <laughs> keeps going on and on and on. What are some tips for us who might need to refine the art of storytelling, whether it's in our copy or presentations or how we show up online? Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. A lot of people ask me, like, how long should it be? Yeah. All right. How long should your story be? And I think it depends because to be honest, like I've seen people in a, you know, an hour keynote tell a 40 minute story, but, but be able to weave their key points in amongst the story. Yeah. So that's fine. Like your story could be 40 minutes. Generally on a webinar, it's around five to seven minutes is usually what I'm aiming for, yeah. for a conversion story or the core story you're going to tell. When it comes to, you know, the order and the structure, I think about like a classic storytelling model, which is similar to what I went through before. You know, it's really nice to find a moment or to start in a place of where it's, you were in a struggle, you or you describing the situation early on, you're in a place of, desperation or struggle or challenge because, you know, if you think about, imagine I told a story and I said, you know, one day I bought this lotto ticket and I went up to the local gas station and I, I put it in and, and I won $4 million. And then I've been able to buy boats and cars and everything. It's been amazing. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like good on you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's a crap story. <laughs> it's like no one yeah. cares about that story. Right. But when you tell a story where you're in a real time of struggle 
and you had to make a decision where you stepped out of yourself, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you embraced that next level version of yourself. And you described that, how you were feeling, like what was the internal experience? So this is one of the tips is a lot of the time people don't describe the internal experience that they had. Yeah. And the internal experience is actually the most relatable part of a story. Because you, Jenna, might be telling your story, you know, starting out as a photographer, but I'm like, I'm not a photographer. But yeah. if you talk about the struggle of trying to get visible, the struggle of trying to get clients, the struggle, the dreams you had about creating something meaningful. See, I can relate to that. And so describing the internal experiences that you're having, not just the actual story from an external perspective, that's one of the secrets that allows the audience to put themselves in your story. And so thinking about this idea that structure is like, and there's a very specific structure, but I'll kind of like overview it. It's, you know, you start in that vulnerability, you make that decision of, of like, I want to make a breakthrough in my life. You go on that journey, you see the breakthrough, and then you have the revelation that it was all through this core idea. And that core idea, if you can align it with what you teach, what you help people with, that is going to be a story that will will allow your audience to want to work with you without going, come and work with me. Yes. Oh, I love that. One thing that you taught me a lot about something that I had never done before when it came to teaching or selling was the use of analogies. Will you talk to me about why analogies are important, how we can leverage them more in our marketing and how to come up with them? That's something I'm still thinking about. Yeah. So analogies are one of the most influential linguistic tools we have. And an analogy or a metaphor is a high level idea that is vague enough for the audience to understand, but it has enough specificity to link it to your idea. So I'll give you an example of this. So one of the ideas that I teach is this idea called infusion selling. So infusion selling is the idea of speaking and selling at the same time. And the metaphor I use is, is like dropping dye into water. And so imagine you have this cup of water with an R with water and you drop the, <laughs> you drop the dye, everyone gets it. You drop the dye into the water and it starts to infuse through the water. Like it starts to change color. And that is the, the water represents the audience's minds and hearts. And when you infusion sell, when you speak and sell at the same time, what happens is eventually after the presentation, the webinar, the color of the audience's minds and hearts has completely changed. And it wasn't abrupt. It infused through the whole experience. And so that's an example of a metaphor or an analogy that I use to explain kind of like a foreign concept of infusion selling. Like, because I, you know, I just made, I made up that word, right? It's one of the concepts I teach. And so I have to, I took what is like unknown and I made it known through a metaphor. Another classic example is, you know, you could just say a simple one like, you know, running a business is like flying a plane. Right, that you have to know how to take off. There's a lot of velocity, a lot of push, a lot of drive. You hit this certain degree of speed and you get flight and you start traveling at that flight. You've got to learn how to read the cockpit. And then eventually you have to land. And most entrepreneurs don't have a landing strategy. And so if you're selling exiting businesses, that's a great metaphor to use, right? <laughs> because if you don't know how to land, you're going to be in trouble. And so a metaphor is just really asking the question of what is this like? And if you answer that question, what it does is it, it's such an influential tool. I don't know if you want to speak to the one that we kind of came up with in your yeah. life. We were working together yesterday and we were just talking about thinking of like, how can we relate Pinterest in a way that if someone is just using it casually to collect pretty things, how can they see it as this incredible search engine or traffic driver? And the one that we came up with yesterday was like, it's like cooking this incredible Thanksgiving meal 
and you have the table all set and there's no one there to enjoy it. It's wasted. You're frustrated. You spent all this time preparing. And that's what happens with our content when we create it, but we don't actually promote it or invite people to enjoy it. And so Pinterest is like those beautiful invitations that will put people in the seats at your table there to enjoy it. And as a creator, there is no better way to host. And so we had talked about (laughs) this and I was like, I love this because, you know, for me, even when I think back, Colin, I listened to your interview with Amy three different times. The thing that I remember the most was not the frameworks or the strategies. It was the stories you told. And it's so interesting how stories kind of transcend, like it gives such a different experience. And while a lot of us like to think and lead with strategy, that story is truly that tie that binds. And and I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think like... So the the mistake that people make is they either skip over their story. Yeah, that's me. Right? Yeah. Uh, they skip over their story or they spend like too much time on the wrong type of story. Yeah. Right? So there's some people who you, you were mentioning, like they don't read the social cues. They spend yeah. too long on the wrong story yeah. and there's no point to it. So because what you're referring to, Jenna, is the fact that, you know, in business, people don't like to waste their time. And so it's that thing in your mind of, if you don't have a really clear point to your story and it's not linked to something, you've actually wasted the audience's time. Yeah. And so you don't want to do that, but you also don't want to skip over your story because the story is the part that allows the audience to enter the experience of the presentation or the experience of the brand. And so, yeah, when you think about stories, don't skip over them structure them correctly, but also don't tell a story that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. That's yeah. that's referred to as a, a distractor story. Yeah. And a distractor story is okay. If you're running like a, like a full day workshop or something, you could tell some random distractor stories. It's kind of like lighthearted and experience you had in the cafeteria or something like that. You know, like they're kind of funny, but, but if you've got that in a 50 minute webinar presentation, that is not going to work. And yeah. so, yeah, dialing in your stories is really important and it allows the audience to enter that space. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One thing that I learned from you yesterday when we were reviewing everything, I just, I love learning. And you guys, Colin is someone who I'm just like, oh my gosh, she was like, I'm going to give you some advice. You can take it or leave it. I was like, I will take all of it. Thank you very much. <laughs> but one thing that I, I really loved for you and what you taught me as well is especially in some sort of presentation, it's so important to have a through line and to come back to it again and again. And I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with is, you know, you have this broad idea or you have this big goal in mind for what you're going to talk about. But you know, you had said like, Oh, you said this one thing way towards the end, but I want to pull it up to the front because this is the key. And I was like, okay, then do I still keep it in the end? You're like, yes, keep it like, keep reminding and bringing people back home to that because they need that reminder. Can we talk about like, how do you get that definitive like goal or that one thing? And then how can we weave that into how we show up? Yeah. So for me, with every presentation, I usually try to distill what I'm trying to say down to one sentence. Yes. Or one core idea, one core belief yep. that if the audience can get this belief, then everything else becomes a lot easier. And so if you can, when you think about any presentation, you distill this down to one core belief, then that through line is like the backbone of the whole presentation and all of the ribs that are built around it form the structure and but the backbone is the supporting structure and that's referred to as the core premise. And so the core premise is that one belief that if we can get that clear and straight, that's the through line. And the thing that we forget as the speaker, as the communicator, the entrepreneur is that we're incredibly close to yes. our presentations. We're incredibly close to our content. We've spent 30 hours to prepare for a 30-minute presentation where the audience has spent zero time. They're seeing you for the first moment, right? right. And so in our mind, I'm like, oh, we've already heard this before. And it's like the audience has never heard this before. Yes. And so this is this idea of that really good communicators are very good at keeping contextual clarity in their presentation. So in other words, keeping clarity of what the big idea is all about, or what the through line is all about. And what's also powerful about this is in understanding the core premise is that this actually forms all of your marketing as well. Yeah. So if you're doing promotions, I know just recently I was one of our students in our programs, uh, she was doing like $30,000 webinars. And she got really clear on her core idea, what her core idea was about. And she helps hairdressers grow their business through creating online courses. And she came, got really clear on her core idea. That formed, it reformed all of her marketing and brought everything back to this one idea. And her next webinar, she did 191,000. And then the one after that, she did 297,000. And she came back to me. She's like, Colin, 
it was all about this core idea. I, I, when I got clear on the core premise, it gave me the confidence to go, everything leads back to this one idea. If I can get them to believe this idea, my offer is the logical next step if that's something that they want to do. And yes. so that's, yeah, we've got to get, everyone's got to get clear on that core idea. It makes everything easier. Yeah. And I, I always use like as a basis and maybe you can correct me if this is a terrible idea because it very well could be. But whenever I think of the core idea, I always think of like a smart goal, like specific, measurable, attainable, timely and realistic. And that's like even when I create a course, it's like, what is the end result? And is it very clear? Yes or no. Am I going to be able to do this? Is this for me? Is this an easy yes? And I feel like if we circle back to the beginning where you're talking about like, I want to create like a transformative experience in space and I want people to qualify themselves. I feel like this method is less about convincing and more about people qualifying themselves. And I think that really shifts how selling feels. Yeah. Like when you're clear on what you're about, what goal you have and the type of person it's for, all of a sudden it's actually about the audience qualifying themselves rather than yes. you trying to push it on the audience. Yes. And so it, it shifts the trajectory of the momentum of yeah. the offer. And so, yeah, when you do that well, selling becomes so much easier. It becomes irresistible. Like the audience goes, I want that thing as opposed to, oh, I feel kind of like, you know, strong-armed into buying that thing. And so for me, this kind of comes up a lot. Actually, my students ask, ask around this. They'll say, what's the difference between the outcome of a presentation and the core premise of a presentation? And the outcome of the presentation is the SMART goal. That's exactly what you said. It's, it's the, and that helps you get really clear, yeah. really clear on like, this is the outcome that I want. It's really specific. It's measurable. It's targeted. It's focused. And you know exactly what it is. For me, the core premise is the idea that sits underneath it. And so for you, it was, was that idea of that building a Pinterest traffic system is the most effective way to, and then when you describe the outcome that you want, get the eyeballs on your on your leads, on your offers, or et cetera, right? But it's built around a core idea. It actually, what's fascinating is when I think about the idea, the core premise is more about a belief than it is than even getting like an actual, it's a blend of like a belief and an outcome together. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely yeah, start with a smart goal that helps you to get clear. And then you ask, what's the thing someone needs to believe to make that smart goal reality? Yes. And then that's the thing we need to focus on creating content to support in the presentation and in the storytelling and in the, all of this selling that you do within it. So now that everyone has learned from you, they're going to be obsessed with you, just like me. <laughs> I now have Colin on speed dial, which is a blessing. Where can people learn more about you and what you teach and like this whole system that you have? Well, so, I mean, if you like podcasts, if you're a podcast listener, I have a podcast called The Expert Edge where I interview amazing experts and we unpack ideas, et cetera. So definitely that. I love Instagram. I'm at Colin Boyd, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D. And I know that you have got something that you wanted to share with the audience because I know you've, you've been using my stuff yes. and you wanted to share it with the audience. So why don't you kind of share that? Yes. So if you go to jennacutcher.com slash story, you can learn from Colin. And I just want to first just share my own experience. And then Colin, you can share what they'll find when they go there. But for me, it's been super powerful because I think a lot of times we undermine our own stories and the power of them. And it's really easy to want to skip through them or to breeze past them and just to get to the meat of the content. And I'm so guilty of that. I am the kind of person who writes an email and has to go back and add the pleasantries in because I'm straight to business. And I feel like Colin has helped me to give frameworks that allow me to have the right stories in the right places that give me the confidence to make selling truly do feel like a service. And so I just, I love frameworks. Yesterday when we were jamming on Zoom, I was like, give me all the frameworks. Like if, if you give me one framework, I will repeat it like a workhorse and you will never have to teach me it again. And I just think there is such power in that. So what will they find when they go to jennacutcher.com slash story? Yeah. So if you want to find out more about designing your conversion story, you can take a look at jennacutcher.com forward slash story. And this is where you'll learn about conversion story. In fact, one of my promises is that 
is that you can get your conversion story created, dialed in and shared in under 48 hours. So in 48 hours, you'll have that story that you've been trying to search for, for four years. You'll have that in 48 hours that you can jump on a Facebook Live, you can jump on a presentation, you can jump on a podcast interview. And when that interviewer asks you, tell me about your story, you won't share the normal story anymore. You'll share your conversion story. It's the story that leads the audience towards the offer. So this thing's going to make you money. It's going to position you as an expert and it's going to create momentum in your business. And so that's what you'll find there. You'll find conversion story formula there and you can check that out and check out all the stories and uh, it's it's super cool. Thank you so much for waltzing into my life with your sweet Australian accent and coming in like a knight in shining armor just to remind me even this far in the game that our stories matter and they make a difference and I have just absolutely loved learning from you and I think you just have such a true talent and a heart to serve and so to full circle back from you with your wobbly desk that you found on the side of the road you are doing what you dream you should be doing, which was impacting lives. And I hope that you see that every single day. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for coming on Gold Digger. I love learning and I love podcasting. I am so grateful that I heard Colin on a podcast and now I get to learn from him. You know, it's super interesting because I think oftentimes we forget that our favorite leaders have mentors and coaches, people speaking into their lives. They are constantly learning. And Colin has been someone that I have learned so much from. Like I am so grateful for his advice and insight and takeaways and structure. It's been so, so helpful for me as I learn how to harness the power of story, especially when it comes to selling something admittedly that a lot of us don't love, myself included. If you want to learn more about Colin and his art of storytelling and get your conversion story written in 48 hours, go to jennacutcher.com slash story. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash story so that you can learn more from Colin. Again, I am just so grateful for his talent and the way that it has influenced my work. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.